It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing and Dirk, we got a uh, packed show for everybody today, so let's just jump right into it. I suppose we should probably start with the local news of Tom Belsky, who was injured at Eagle Raceway last Saturday night. Uh, Tom was in a a pretty nasty accident. Yeah, it sounded like a bad deal. I mean, it was a total racing deal, but it just sounded like a pretty bad crash. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure he... I, I was out of the booth when it happened. So I didn't get to see it at all, but from uh, Tom Grosso's advantage per- perspective, he didn't see anybody touch Tom. He was just out of control going into turn number one, and um, that's uh, going into one and into three at Eagle Raceway are treacherous areas. Even though they have those tires there, doesn't do a lot, but must have done enough, uh, Tom, at least uh, after being life-flighted away from the racetrack and undergoing some tests on early Sunday morning and surgeries on Sunday, Last I heard is that those several hours worth of surgeries, they were to fuse his tendons and vertebrae, and they were successful. Tom uh, was, they're hopeful that Tom would be able to continue to recover and begin to get feeling back in uh, his lower extremities. So uh, we continue to hope for him. Not a lot of information has been made available as of late, but uh, we'll try to get you guys updated via the Facebook page. Well, upper neck. Vertebrae fusion is, is fairly common. I mean, that's something that Dale Earnhardt had had, and uh, several other big time racers have had that just from all the various whiplashes through their life. But they, they don't fuse tendons. Tendons, they actually uh, surgically repair and can hook back together, usually with some type of, of stitching and wire and maybe a little mesh. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it sounds like he tore a lot of that stuff up in his neck, which just means his head was violently either going forward and backward or side to side or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would be um, curious to know if he wore a Hans device, because it doesn't sound like he did. And maybe if he had, he might not have a difference. It might have. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of organizations that are jumping in to help out Tom. One of them, Nick Bryan has set up a GoFundMe that you can uh, donate to. There are also some other racers that have said, we're going to donate directly to Tom because GoFundMe is not a nonprofit organization. It is a profit-raising fund site, but a portion of any donation, to my understanding, a portion of any donation goes to keep GoFundMe running. Uh, So they want their 20 bucks, their 50 bucks, their 100 bucks. They want all of it to go right to Tom. So Uh, There are a couple of drivers. I I would just tell you, be very careful of who you donate the money to just because they're a racer or just because you know of them doesn't mean that all the money is going to get to Tom. Uh, It sounds like, I believe it was Joey Danley or Jason Danley that I saw that was uh, the first one that said they were going to take cash donations at Eagle on Saturday. Well, it's, it's quite common for the drivers to pass a helmet. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been paying much attention to the Eagle Raceway Facebook page. I probably need to do that, but they haven't passed the helmet for a driver since I've been there at least, and well before that to my understanding. But they are going to do some fundraising opportunities. The 50-50 on Saturday is going to go towards Tom, so I imagine that's going to be 
a big opportunity for people to be able to donate and to raise some extra money. So uh, there's going to be a 50-50 at Eagle. And then I know there's stickers that are going to be going around. So donate to him. The guy's got a long road to recovery. And even though he gets some insurance from IMCA and he may have some his own insurance, these medical bills are just stupid. He's going to miss a year's worth of wages. Yeah. And I don't know how his family's set up. I don't know if his wife works, if he's the breadwinner. I have no idea. But that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. A year's worth of wages, I don't care. A year's worth of wages wages for me would hurt, you know, and I don't make diddly. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, he's going to be in a big hole. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Where where it comes from is really irrelevant. But if we can help this guy out, it's, you know, all hands on deck. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, again, I I just tell you, be careful where you donate to. Also, the stevekingfoundation.org is also setting up uh, donations for Tom, and they have stated – 100% of donations tagged for Tom will go to Tom. The Steve King foundation does not take a cut of the proceed or cut of any donation like GoFundMe does. So that might be a better operation and better organization to donate to. And I know that uh, Stu Snyder is a huge supporter of the Steve King foundation. That he is. That he is. Hopefully we're able to raise some good money on Saturday and throughout the next couple of weeks to help offset some of these bills and to help them kind of get through the next uh, year of troubling times. So Continue to send your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Let's see, quite a bit of news topics to cover since we last talked. We were talking uh, last week about Adams County Speedway and being up for that $50,000. Well, unfortunately, they didn't win it. I'll need to look through NASCAR home track. I thought it was like Burlington Raceway or something like that. Uh, Ended up winning it. Well, if it's Burlington, Iowa, at least it was close to home. But I don't Uh, think Burlington, Iowa was a NASCAR track. No, it was not. It was not Burlington, Iowa. Okay. So I was going to say, I think, I think Adams County is the only NASCAR track in Iowa. You know, yeah, same they situation are. By 80 being the only NASCAR track in Nebraska. So there we go. Berlin. Is that in Michigan? Berlin Raceway wins $50,000 for the Advance My Track. Uh, it is in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Berlin, Michigan. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they were, they're an asphalt track. The only dirt track that was, that was up for the 50,000 was Adams County Speedway. And, uh, too bad they couldn't win that, but uh, I think that brought them some new notoriety that, that maybe wasn't available before. It's actually too bad that they didn't, you know, maybe have ten grand for the other three tracks or something like that. Yep. Yeah, you and know. maybe they did. Maybe we didn't hear about that, but uh, I'll have to ask those guys over at ACS if there was any kind of a second place, third place, or if it was all what they call a Dolly Parton purse. Heavy on top, nothing on bottom. Yep. <laughs> Nebraska Dirt Crown, they announced new race dates to make up their spring tour. All right, here's the full dates. Let's see. Just says August 29th through September 2nd. It's going to be I-80 Speedway, Jefferson County Speedway, Thayer County Speedway, Boone County Raceway, and US 30 Speedway. Five big nights of racing featuring modified stock cars, sport mods, and hobby stocks. Are they running those nights? Are they running them right in a row? Yeah, I uh, I believe I'm, yeah. Uh, Sunday okay, the 29th good. will be the first stop at I-80 Speedway. Monday, the drivers will take on Jefferson County Speedway. Tuesday, teams will make the short trip over to Deschler, Nebraska at Thayer County. Wednesday, we'll take on the high banks of Boone County. Thursday night will be Thursday Night Thunder at US 30 Speedway. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday races. Sunday through Thursday starts at I-80, ends at US 30. That'd be, that's a nice little swing. 1500 for the modifieds to win each night, 1250 for the stock cars to win each night, 1250 for the sport mods to win each night, and 750 for the hobby stocks to win each night. That's a good paying purse. 
They also go on to say, be sure to follow our Facebook page for updates as we get set for a great week of racing in August and September. If you have registered in the past for Nebraska Dirt Crown, you will be receiving a registration form in the mail. And that obviously goes to all the drivers. So very cool deal for those guys. By the way, the races are going to be broadcast on Flow. Uh, I will have to check myself. I believe Flow does do profit sharing with the sanctioning body. So I would not be opposed to you getting a subscription to flow and getting those races, but I'm going to have to follow up with that. There's a couple of other of those streaming services out there that they don't give a penny to the racetracks. We've talked about it on the show before. One of those is the Lucas oil TV. They're a bunch of crooks. They're a bunch of shysters. In my opinion, they have done nothing but line their own pockets while hurting the, the racetracks. So uh, I do not encourage and nor will I ever support Lucas Oil TV as long as they don't profit share with the racetracks on any of the subscriptions for the uh, the races. So uh, I believe Flow does. So I don't have a problem with those guys, but I'll double check and let you guys know. But the best way to support the racetracks, get out, man. That's going to be one great week of racing. I might have to take that week off and just do a tour. Uh, yeah, you're a business owner now, Dan. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, my boss would approve it if I asked for it, but I don't think I should ask for it. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe you can figure out a little trailer to haul behind you and, and work on the road. Yeah, maybe. All I need is an, a hotspot and I can remote in and help people on their computers. All right. So Nebraska Dirt Crown on Facebook. Uh, the, the races were canceled earlier this year, but it's going to be made up August 29th through September 2nd. Once again, the racetracks, I-80 Speedway, Jefferson County Speedway, Thayer County Speedway, Boone County Raceway, and US 30 Speedway to wrap it up again on September 2nd. You can get more information on that. Nebraska Dirt Crown's Facebook page, and you can watch through the streaming service of Flow Racing if you happen to be outside of the area. Had a couple of conversations with the modified drivers last weekend. You know, I kind of talked about where were the modified guys for Crawford County Speedway, and I talked to one of them. I, I mean, I actually talked to two of them. They didn't give me permission to say anything. Not that they said that I shouldn't, but they, I just didn't ask for it. So I'm going to keep their names confidential. But one of them said, I would have gone and raced for it. And I know five other guys that would have gone with me and raced it. But the IMCA points average really deterred me from going because they didn't have it at an IMCA points average at Crawford County Speedway. So they would have had to start from the tail. And they just didn't feel like they had an opportunity to be able to really run up front and win that thousand dollars. So they decided not to go. That was that person. The other person said with big paying races like that, it scares off a lot of drivers because they think the Jordan Grabowski's, the Anthony Roth's, the Shane Hyatt's, the um, Mike Densberger's, the, you know, those, the big modified guys are going to go race there. And then they're like, well, what's the point I'm racing for 10th. So I'm not going to go. That's exactly what I said. I know that's an issue with these guys. Now, as far as not having a point average, well, you know, maybe you should have looked at the schedule and seen, well, four weeks in, they're paying a thousand to win. Maybe I had to go race there and get a points average. Yeah. That's that to me is a poor excuse. It's legitimate excuse, but it's a poor one. I, yeah, I get, and honestly, I get why Crawford County did it that way because they have an option to go with a draw and redraw. I get why Crawford County went with that option because like you said, they want those guys to show up for the first four weeks. They rewarded their racers is what they did. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. They rewarded the guys that are coming every week. And, and I, I believe, got no problem with that. I believe I saw earlier this week that they have decided to go draw redraw for the 
stock car thousand to win. Let's see. Hang on. Yeah, they posted on Tuesday morning. We got the approval to have a draw redraw this Friday night for the stock cars and sport mods. And to your point, uh, our good buddy Jim Blazina posted. So people who have never raced at Denison can come and try to grab the money and get a draw redraw. If they don't have the points average, they should have to start at the tail. This is creating a little bit of an interesting situation. So, yeah, well, they're listening. So they're trying to get their car count up. Mm -hmm. But to me, on the other hand, they're punishing their local racers. So yeah, yeah, the weekly guys, absolutely. It's a Uh, double-edged sword. This Friday is Smithfield's Smithfield Foods Night at the Races. They're happy to have them on board as a corporate night. All the employees will get in for free with proof of a Smithfield Food ID. Uh, it's also $1,000 to win in the stock cars and sport mods. So hopefully they draw a good crowd. Now with the announcement of the draw redraw, there is going to be quite a few guys. I think there'll be quite a few guys out there. So quite a few and different cel- people out there. And celebrating that Chinese company. <laughs> hey, it's a it's benefit in the Midwest. It's And, and I'm all for um, the employees getting their free night and stuff like that. They're Americans. You know, mm-hmm. I got no problem there but I do have serious issues with these companies that sell out to foreign entities. That's, that's just me. What did I hear during the beef shortage or the butcher shortage in the uh, summer of last year that the four major butchering companies in the United States, either all of them or three of them are foreign owned and Chinese owned more specifically. I think, I think it was three of them. Three of the four. It's what I'm remembering. That's but, terrible. Yep, it is. But you and I aren't going to change it, nope. <laughs> unfortunately. I don't have any money left. <laughs> I figured you had some clout now that you're a business owner and all. I think I got less now. <laughs> <laughs> so 1000 to win this Friday for the stock cars and sport mods at Crawford County Speedway. Draw, redraw for both of those classes. I would assume since they said we got permission to do draw, redraw for the sport mods and stock cars, that their other classes will be based off of points average for the starting position. So correct. Uh, I like that track. I think it's a great track. I don't like that. I, I wish it didn't race on Friday nights because I would like to go out there and see them more often, but it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not opposed to going out and supporting that racetrack once or twice a year. If, if you, uh, if the, your weekly track, you're not doing well, or, you know, you're not committed to a season points run, go support Crawford County Speedway. Yep. I, I think people need to support wherever they can. What's closest to you? What's easiest to get to? And once a month, pick a different track. Unfortunately, it's gotten this year that, that the travel cost to get to the track is, is you know, a dollar yeah. a gallon more than it was last year at this time. So no, we I actually saw that this today. Time. Huh? <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't racing this time last year. Well, correct. Okay. But the fuel prices, I just saw they're predicting, uh, I don't remember, what was it? $3.12 a gallon. I, I want to say, I just read it. Mm-hmm. And they said that was like a dollar and eight cents more than it was a Memorial Day weekend a year ago. Yeah. And again, a year ago was a fluke because there was half to three quarters less traffic on the roads. Therefore, supply was much higher. Demand was much lower. But we've seen gas prices like this. Unfortunately, I've seen it several times in my lifetime. I know you've seen it like this several times in your lifetime where it sucks to pay what is it 284 in council bluffs today but 284 is a lot better than the 475 5 bucks we were paying 10 years ago 8 years yeah. ago what i don't like is the 12 to 15 cent swings overnight <laughs> yeah that's what i don't like but you know the thing is it doesn't matter 
you got to pay it. You you want to oh, yeah. get to where yeah. you're going, you got to pay it. And yeah. it, you guys make fun of me all you want to. I'm a, I'm a bit of a lefty. I'm a bit of a, a conservative. In, in, I'm in a bit of an environmentalist. But when we depend on oil like we do, all we can do is bitch about the price. And then we go to the pump, we put our card in, we fill up our tank, and we drive around town. There's nothing we could do until we find some sort of solution. All I know is a year ago, we were independent of foreign oil. We were actually exporting oil, and now we're not. That's that's the only thing I know. And don't tell me that don't no. jack the price up. No, you know a lot more than that. You know, I also know the Keystone Pipeline has absolutely nothing to do with our gas prices. Nothing. That was Canadian oil being shipped to the Gulf to be sent overseas. The U.S. wasn't going to see a drop of that. Right. Now, it did hurt a bunch of people's jobs. That's a whole different story. But the gas but, prices are not affected and not affected at all by the Keystone XL closure. But it does it does hurt some guys that, that now all of a sudden it was what I want to say, probably 30 bucks to fill up my tank a year ago. And, and now it's creeping up about 45 bucks uh, to fill up my tank. So it, it's it's an incremental thing, but it it hurts. And it all of a sudden it starts to put a pinch on the economy and something's got to change. But but you're a business owner. You can pass it on to the consumer. I can't. You're right. I don't. The, I mean, I, my prices are my prices, regardless of how far I have to drive. It's the way of the world. Yeah. Let's just face it. You know, that's nothing new. It's not like I just, you know, and, uh, just discovered something, you know. Yeah. And again, we live in a capitalist society. You don't like the price of something. Stop paying for it. Before long, oh. that company that is setting the price will go, oh, oh, no, we got to do something about this so that they want to start buying it again. And then they'll start dropping their prices. Doesn't happen overnight, but it'll eventually happen. All right, moving on. Wanted to talk about I-80 Speedway coming up this Friday. There's a special race going on. It's the Max I. Walker, Bob Walker Memorial Race. It's a regular NASCAR weekly racing night, except Max I. Walker donated an additional $10,000 to the overall purse for the classes that are racing that night. And Bob Walker was a huge, I mean, huge supporter of racing here in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did Bob ever race or was he was he just, a, a, I wouldn't say just, but he was a sponsor, right? Yeah, I don't know if he ever drove. His son, Rob, did. Mm-hmm. Did some uh, Grand National racing out at Sunset, I believe at I-80 and possibly at Eagle. And then was a car owner for several years after that with, uh, I think, Mikey Wallace drove for him for a while. and. Uh, some reason I was thinking somebody else maybe took a spin in that car, but uh, yeah, Bob was a huge sponsor for Dave Chase for many years. He was with Ron Tilly for several years, uh, but they've always had, as long as I can remember, they've had a Max Light Walker night at the racetrack where they uh, uh, gave away a, a bundle of shop rags and a and a shop mat to each mm-hmm. team. Hmm. Um, they, I, I believe, they sponsored for several years the kids' money grab. Yep. Yeah, they stopped uh, doing that for a few years. And as soon as they did, uh, Blue Cochran of, of uh, SSS Roofing jumped on and he's he's been the supporter of that, at least at I-80 Speedway. Um, so it, and this is the first I've seen Max I. Walker really jumping back in and helping out. So uh, with uh, with being kind of a big supporter, they, they've always been a sponsor of I-80 Speedway and have sponsored some stuff. But this is the first I've seen them jumping in and doing this. But adding 10 grand to the weekly purse so the super late models are going to pay $25.56 to win. Modifieds, stock cars, and sport mods are going to pay $5.56 to win. Hobby stocks are going to pay $3.56 to win. And compacts are going to pay $156 to win. 
There's no entry fee for the NASCAR points night uh, on the uh, the 21st. So coming up here tomorrow. And in as, case, as this gets published on Thursday, then it'll be on Friday the 21st. I guess I should. In case you haven't figured it out, 56 was the Walker number. Mm-hmm. They also, I-80 Speedway also announced the updated purse for the Jamie Spanel tribute race during the Charlie Clark Memorial coming up, mm, do I say next Sunday, the following Sunday, May 30th, the Correct. day before, day before Labor Day. Day before Labor Day. Uh, no, Memorial Day. Uh, sorry. Yes. Day before Memorial Day. 1,015 to win for the Sport Compacts. Pays all the way back to 20th. Uh, 6th through 20th pays 115 to for for their respective positions. Here's the catch, though. And, and, and Dirk, you're not going to be surprised by this one bit. 14th pays 215 to, win, to, to finish there. 15th pays 315. 16th pays 115. So them they're adding a little bit more money to the 14th and 15th finishing position because that was Jamie's number uh, in his sport compacts. So 1015 to win for the sport compacts, 515 for second, 415, 315, 215, and so on. And then well, and that and that money's back far enough that I don't think anybody's gonna be able to figure out where they're at you know, after maybe eighth or 10th place. That, so I don't yeah, think cause that, unless they tell them over the race receiver, cause that, uh, that billboard only goes to 10, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, and somebody might know they're behind the 10th place or something like that. But other than that, um, and I, I would not see them mentioning it over the race receiver. That wouldn't make yeah. any sense. Cause then you'd have 16 or you'd have the last five or six guys slamming on their brakes at the finish line. <laughs> yep. And you absolutely would for that amount of money. I mean, to, to win an extra hundred bucks, if you slow down and let one guy pass you. Yeah. If you're right. running 14th and you're like, I need to slow down and get to 15th. That way I can make a hundred extra hundred bucks. Then you got to make sure you don't slow down too much. And 16th gets by. Yeah. It's, that's going to be fun to keep an eye on during that race. That, that well, again, May 30th, the Charlie Clark Memorial with the Jamie Spanel tribute race. Uh, Bragg and Wright late models, sport mods, the compacts, and the modifieds at IE Speedway. The guy to watch will be the 10th place sport compact when they take the white flag and he throws the anchor out in turn one and two. (laughs) Goes one, 11, two, 12, three, 13th, four, 14th, five. Now I can go again. Yep. You know, that'll be the funny one to watch. Oh, and and what if there's lap traffic in there too? (laughs) All right. So. Let's move on to NASCAR and talk about the big news that was released earlier this week or was leaked earlier this week. Brad Keselowski has been offered a multi-year ride and ownership opportunity for 2022 at Roush Fenway Racing. Dirk, uh, what are your thoughts on this? And, and we'll kind of dive into this for a little bit. Well, first of all, I don't, I, when you say 2022, that's not multi-year. It's, it's starting next year, is, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Okay, it's a multi-year. Well, I, it, it would be, well, if it's ownership, it's going to be for, for multi-year. Correct. Yeah, that would be. But as far as driving, I mean, I, I probably read the same article you did. Uh, I just, you know, looked at it a little bit different. Brad's an entrepreneur. So for him to possibly look at that, I mean, if it's the right deal, he'll take it. I absolutely think he will. If it's the right deal for him and his family, you know, he's got you know, wife and two little girls to take care of forever and ever. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know why somebody wouldn't look at that. You know, so, we found, we found out slowly why Bubba Wallace didn't 
take the thing he was offered at Petty Motorsports because the Jordan Hamlin deal came together mm-hmm. and he got to, you know, he got to be the, the flagship for them. So that's why he didn't take the Petty thing. If that hadn't come around, I guarantee you, he would have took that Petty deal. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And I think the, the 2311 race operation gives him a better opportunity to be successful. Not this season. Again, I, I, I love the people that just love to bounce, jump all over Bubba because he's not tearing up the world finishing fifth, but I can't, and Dirk, you can, I think you can follow me up on this statistic or at least this information. I can't tell you a team that has ever come into the cup series and lit the world on fire 12 races in. It doesn't happen in this sport. Maybe the first couple of years of the, of the, org, of the, 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 the sanction of, of NASCAR, but it doesn't happen today. It takes at minimum two or three years. So that's why I say that, yeah, it, I completely agree with you. If the 2311 opportunity hadn't been there, Bubba takes the ownership opportunity at, at, uh, at Petty Enterprises and, and stays there. But this, he looks at it and he goes, I got an opportunity to, to go over to a different team that's got some great, op- great future to it. So he jumped and, and I don't blame him a bit. Coming back to the Brad deal, I'm I'm interested in this a little bit because uh, I'm I'm also reading on Jayski, and as of May 18th, Jayski reports that according to industry insiders who are very knowledgeable of the situation, this is a done deal. Brad Kozlowski has already signed the contract to be to take ownership stake in Roush Fenway Racing, and I think there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about here. First off, we've talked about it for the last couple of years. RFR Roush Fenway Racing. Boy, they have struggled for the last 10 years to, to really put together any kind of, of championship effort. No, because, well, yeah, it's probably getting close to 10 years now. I, I was trying to think what was the big year that Carl Edwards had, and I just think, and I think it was 2011, so that'd be 10 years. So Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I, they struggled before that. Uh, Matt Kenseth left because of the lack of opportunities to win. He went to as – Jack Roush put it, he went to the dark side, went and raced for, uh, for Joe Gibbs racing at toy and Toyota. But yeah, that, that 2011 season was really the end of it. They, they couldn't do anything for the next couple of years. Carl left, they brought in younger talent. They brought in new engineers. They brought in this, they brought in that, and they just haven't been competitive. And I don't think adding Brad Kozlowski makes them competitive. Brad feels in some way or another that he's got an opportunity to improve because you don't just take stake in a team that you, okay, well, I'll, I'll buy stake in this team if we're going to be in 15th. No, you, you, for Brad, he, he's buying stake in that team thinking he knows something. He's got something that he can turn that operation around and make it successful again. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brad is, is basically an icon mm-hmm. in the Ford right now. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if he thinks he's got a secret engineer. I think if he would have had that, he might not have had to fold up his truck team. Maybe some sort of, I don't know, maybe he was bringing a, a bevy of sponsors with him that will help add more funding to the operation. Who knows? We'll find out in, in short order, but apparently this deal is done. Brack is loud. And it's, again, we, we say it, it, that it's still rumor and speculation. You don't know for sure until the announcement is made, but but apparently Bad Brad heading over to, uh, to, to Roush Fenway Racing. So they're a three-car operation right now, right? Or just two? Roush is just two. So do they add a third team or get rid of somebody? Neither one. Well, I was going to say Chris Buescher's having a fairly decent year, but Ryan Newman isn't doing a whole lot, and he's at the twilight of his career. So to see Brad go into the sixth car. That's likely. You know, 
Yeah. And by that's the way, likely, but if he does bring sponsors along, then maybe a third car comes back. They were, they were at five cars at one time before NASCAR limited them to four. Yeah. So they've actually, I would think they've still got the facilities to put a third car together. Uh, yeah, you would think so. And we've talked about it. The, the economics of the sport and the, and the math of the sport, it's not like if you add a third car, you've added, you've now tripled your overall cost. Well, triple is not the right way to put it. Uh, you've increased it by a hundred percent. There's, there is a lot of cost savings when you go from one car to two cars and two cars to three cars. Correct. You've already you got are- a lot of equipment already purchased and, and a lot of infrastructure there. Correct. Your, your labor at the racetrack goes up. To a certain extent, your cost of cars actually in a per car situation goes down, you know, because you're building more cars in the same amount of time, you know, for all practical purposes, mm-hmm. you still have parts and stuff to buy, but you know, a, a per car basis would actually, the price would go down. Engines, an engine's going to cost what an engine costs and they're supplying, you know, I think all the Penske motors and I think they're supplying all the Ford motors. Roushes. Roush Yates. Yeah. So, you know, Doug Yates, you know, took over his dad's spot. That's what his dad was, was the head engine builder for Ford for years. And that's what Jack Roush was. Jack Roush has been in every type of motorsport there is drag racing, road racing, the whole bit, always in a Ford. In addition, so this continues on the J-Ski article. In addition to sources indicating the deal is done, there's a couple of signs that indicate Kozlowski will leave Penske at the end of the season and head to Roush Fenway Racing. The general manager of his former truck series team, Jerry Thompson, is already working out of the Rash Fenway Racing shops, according to sources. And Brad was originally scheduled to do the next-gen tire test for Penske two weeks ago at Texas, but was suddenly replaced by Ryan Blaney. It well, sounds like it's a done deal. Yeah, so I, absolutely. You were just talking about the, the engineer and, and his former trucks. I think <laughs> I... If I'd have read that article, I'd have started this off a lot differently, but I didn't read the entire thing. Was, so now I'm saying, I, I think Brad's on the move. That's uh, that's yep. interesting. That's going to be a big move early in the season, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I think this is another thing we've talked about a couple of times, and I just want to touch on it one more time. Clearly the economics of the sport have shifted considerably over the last three years. All of a sudden we've seen, we've gone from teams leaving to now we're seeing teams coming. And now we're seeing a lot of these drivers that are, smart that are getting into ownership and they're not getting into it because they love the sport and, and they just want to throw their money away. Brad's getting into ownership because there is something there that he says, I can make some money off of this. Yeah. He grew up in an ownership family. You know, when I was an official, his dad owned a truck team. That's where mm-hmm. I met Brad when he was rolling tires around the sh- in the garage for his dad. So, um, you know, he knows a lot about that end of it. He owned his own truck team for what, three, four years. Yeah. You know, maybe one of the guys he's going to put to work or, or take over uh, to Roush would be a big switch would be Tommy Ackerman. Tommy Ackerman was the head engineer at Kislowski Racing when he had mm-hmm. his truck series going on. And then he went over to GMS afterwards. So, you know, Tommy's from right here in Omaha. And uh, it's his dad, Lee, that used to used to uh, write all the World Herald articles and still helps out with I-80 Speedway. So. You know, good dude too. Lee and and Tommy. I like so. them both. All right. So Brad to Roush. Sounds like it's a done deal. Fast and all and Roush Fenway Racing held a press conference on Thursday to announce they have reached a sponsor agreement through the 2024 season. And Roush expects Chris Busher to remain in the 17 car for the foreseeable future. 
We've talked about this a hundred times. One of the big keys to a driver continuing at a race team or staying with a race operation is when their primary sponsor or one of their main sponsors signs back on. I would expect probably by the time this gets published or within a couple of days, they're going to be talking about, we've reached a new agreement with Chris Busher. Yeah. Uh, and that's just what I said. Busher's having a solid year. So I don't see him going anywhere. If they're mm-hmm. going to replace some driver, it's going to be Newman, unfortunately. Uh, all right. And the final news story, we heard it, uh, I believe, over the weekend, Kansas Speedway, along with a couple of other tracks, announced they're going to be at full capacity for their upcoming races. And obviously, the Kansas race is in October. So great news for them that uh, they're going to be back to full capacity and they're going to be able to uh, to start, hopefully, uh, recouping some of the losses that they felt over the last year and a half. I don't know if they had full capacity at uh, Dover last week, but they had a, a decent crowd. Yeah. And um, Charlotte's supposed to have full capacity for the 600 coming up. Yeah, I think that was one of the other tracks. I'm trying to find the article that talked about, there was like four or five tracks that announced they had reached agreements with local officials to be able to reach full capacity. Another thing that uh, I read this week was Eddie Gossage who's been the uh, track president at Texas Motor Speedway since it opened Mm -hmm. and was very innovative in some of the things he's done and promotion items he's done with the track is stepping down at the end of the year. Really? Yes. That was kind of a shocker in in the racing world altogether. That is kind of a shocker. He's been a a big staple to, to the success of Texas. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I know when you worked at races there, he'd always come down and thank you for showing up and doing what you do. And everything was always, you know, 110%. Let's go get, give these fans a show. You know, he had them coming out and shooting the, the cap guns after they won the race and all that kind of stuff. So when he, he's the one that came up with the whole uh, boxing match with uh, Carl and, and Tony, when they were going at it for the championship uh, back in 2011. Yep. He comes up with just some real fun, interesting things that kind of change things up a little bit and turn some eyes. All right. I think that does it for our news in turn number one. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in uh, turn number two. Chad Cook is going to join us and uh, talk about his offseason and maybe some plans for this year. And then we're going to get another unique interview. Jacob West, who is a soapbox derby racer, joined us at the World of Wheels car show and talk to us about his career and his plans for the future. And uh, he's got some big plans. So hopefully he's able to achieve them and, and, uh, and light the world on fire. We'll come back in turn number four, and we'll get you set for Sunday's race at Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, the Eco Park Texas Grand Prix Circuit of America's race. We're going to get you set for that. Hold on tight. We'll be back here on the front. Red Oak Fabrication in Red Oak, Iowa is changing the powder coating game. Drivers and teams have overpaid for good work for far too long. Get to Red Oak Fabrication and get quality powder coating at an affordable price. A brand new bare frame gets done for $450. Plus the turnaround time, days, not weeks. Get your free estimate today. Email Jordan F at RedOakFabrication.com. See what Red Oak Fabrication can do for you today on their Facebook page or at redoakfabrication.com. 
Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 